welcome to MSP 1337. I'm your host, Chris Johnson, a show dedicated to cybersecurity challenges, solutions, a journey together, not alone. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of MSP 1337. Uh, this week, I'm joined by Jason Slagle of, well, CNRW. Did I get it? You are. Sweet. You get it. Got it. It All doesn't right. stand for anything. It doesn't? No. It, like no. computer we, network. We say computers never work right, but uh, it's got a long storied history behind it that's irrelevant. Uh, it's it's one of those we'll things. We'll have to that, do a whole episode on it. Yeah, I thought about changing it at one point, but then it's like now people know us as that, so I can't. And it's a four-letter domain name. Nice. Yeah. So. And that that is hard. So this week per your LinkedIn post about organization and, and strategy around things like your to-do, like your, so I use these little, uh, these little to-do cards that I put on. And usually if it doesn't get done during the week, it then has to get moved into the digital space so that it's visual all the time. And the reason I wanted to have you on since, well, for one, you haven't been on the show, but the conversation around to-do tasks how we manage our calendars and, and really that work-life balance kind of comes back to, which got me thinking about things like events and yeah. things that show up that we need to address. And when we are distracted or don't have time uh, or good time management with our eight to five, if you will, we tend to miss stuff and we miss stuff um, yep. that could have uh, catastrophic consequences because we didn't plan or didn't have, you know, the mental, headspace to recognize it for what it is. So I thought I bring you on talk about this a little bit. And we talked a little bit before uh, the show, uh, walk me through sort of like, cause you've, I mean, you've tried it all. Like you're the guy that should be doing like YouTube videos of like, here's why fill in the blank doesn't work yeah, for no, me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll, I'll do that YouTube video once I find something that does work. Uh, sure. I am self-diagnosed. I've never actually been uh, diagnosed, but I 100% have ADHD. I check all of the boxes. And, yeah. Uh, it's been one of those things that uh, it, it that's a lack of a, cog a couple cognitive function, executive functions, right? Like that I compensate for with other executive functions that I lean on. And so I've been able to make it work, but it comes with the uh, a bit of scatterbrained, right? It's like, I'll... I'll forget to do things and sure. I trust my wife absolutely crazy. Cause it's like, he walked by that thing seven times. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't on my headspace to deal with it. So it never, right, my brain me. didn't let me see it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm my mind and focus is elsewhere. So, you know, I've over the years tried a lot of things. I'm back to a Panda planner now. Uh, I have found that analog works better for me only because I force myself to write any tasks that I missed the day before into the next day. And eventually I get so sick of copying them day to day. I just do them. So I no longer have to do that. You know, I, I read this um, article about the, the sort of the art of using a planner or, or some sort of mm -hmm. analog, you know, the, and, and remarkable and some of the devices out there that are like that bring that fairly close, at least as far as how our brain cognitive feels and, and senses that. But what was interesting about, the article was talking about how it's less about you ever looking at that to do or that item ever again, that when you write it oh, down yeah. on a piece of paper, your brain is recording it at the same time saying, this is something that I have to get done. Yeah, and so, yep. So, so along those lines, like, 
we think about like our space that we live in and this is really why i wanted to do this because obviously it's a cybersecurity show but like events and incidents that we have to respond to those are not being written down on a piece of paper and put in front of us and we're not the ones that are saying oh this came in i should write this down as a thing i need to to address it's like i either am toggling don't respond to, you know this is false or this is you know if, if i'm actually doing it but like Talk to me about like, and you've been in this world as long as I have, like when we try to enforce things like if it's not in ConnectWise, didn't happen uh, and like drag and make sure your calendar is filled up and make sure you're putting those things on the calendar. And, and I look back now and the one thing that I wished I would have done a better job is the art, the art of pulling the things that I need to do into time slots on my calendar so that I'm actually committing to doing them when, when I drag him onto those time slots. Yeah. I mean, there's that piece of it, right? Like I'm, I'm really bad at that. I had one scheduled this morning because my team, I don't do a lot of operational work this morning, but I'm in the middle of this very odd SCO virtualization project. Uh, and I'm the only one with the technical skills to do it. So my team keeps scheduling me. I was scheduled at 11 to work on it uh, or 10 to work on it for an hour and a half. I spent 10 minutes on it. Like I, it, I, my brain just doesn't, I don't need that. I don't drag stuff into slots on the calendar. Sure. Uh, what's more useful to me is to, is I create tasks. I estimate how long I think they're going to take. And so if I have a 15 minute gap between my next meeting, cause my life is meetings now, uh, I will try to select a ta the most important task on my task list that I estimate will take 15 minutes so I can try to just get it done during that time slot. And that's the thing that's been the, the secret to me to unlock some of that stuff is uh, I suffer from analysis paralysis and it's yeah. like, oh, I've got all these things to do. And I spend 10 of my 15 available minutes trying to select the task I'm going to work on. And then I only have five minutes left to work on it. Well, and isn't that the same challenge we have with like sort of death by tools? So, you know, committing to using like, say your your Panda planner is the opposite of that. It, it's a notebook. You're either filling that one out or a different one, but it's it's yeah. not really the, the art of the tool you're using is really whether or not you chose a number two pencil, at, you know, yeah. versus a, a pen. Like in the reality is that doesn't have really impact of any no. significance. So the tool side of this is where I think we, we struggle the most. And if you do a search on any of the app stores for, to you know, planners, to do's, like you fill in the blank, there is even just, if you just left it at the free category, it's yeah. an infinite, you know, mind warp of like, if you suddenly are locked in the twilight zone and you will never leave if you're trying to yeah. evaluate to do's. It, it doesn't help that the uh, most programming languages on the web, like the example applications they have you write are essentially to-do lists. Yeah. So I feel like it's the first thing that a lot of people end up writing. Yeah. And, and so there are, yeah, there are a multitude of options and you no, know, I, <clears throat> the, the most effective one I find is the one that you're going to use. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. Consistency that, that is a brilliant is statement there. right there. Like, yeah. yeah, start somewhere, be habitual yeah. about it. Um, so, so that, that brings us to the whole premise of having this conversation and yep. having it be more than about the to do's and, and thinking about how, how we handle things like responsibility matrix, how we handle yep. things like what is being assigned to us to investigate, uh, how we handle things like email and Slack and teams, because these are all communication mechanisms that go hand in hand with your Panda planner or, um, being, being effective at communicating what someone else might need to do as a result of what is flooding my inbox or flooding the alert boards that I'm monitoring. 
How, how has that like, you know, over the years impacted you? I mean, like, obviously you circled back to this state of getting analog with all of these external influences that are obviously driving you bonkers a little bit because you're like, hey, I, I need to do a better job of managing my time so I can do a better job of being, you know, aware of what's happening around me so that I can be efficient with my 15 minutes in between my two meetings. Uh, I mean, I, it, I'm not, what I'm doing can work, right? Even with sure. Learning. what I'm trying to do is I, I constantly remind myself of like, okay, how much more successful could I be? Or how much more could I move the needle if I could utilize those gaps in the day that I spend wasting time to try to do it. Right. So it's not so much a generally things aren't getting done. Uh, sure. We, because the important things, somebody will of course remind me and it's, I'm, what I lack for in planning, I tend to make up for an execution. So sure. like, you know, I'm, I am an expert procrastinator and have the ability to, to crap out the solution right up to the deadline. But in many cases in cyber, that's not really a good help, right? There's no. so much stuff that goes into that. Uh, for the it's team, the tactical versus strategic, right? In some yes, cases, hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, let's talk about this. Let's reframe this into the, the topic of your thing. Uh, I, I would argue that left of boom, we're going to mostly talk about strategic and right of boom. It very quickly becomes tactical. Right. Right. So I, everything's excel. on fire. I need a fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah. I excel there because I, you know, those executive functions that I've had to use to make up for the fact that I don't plan well, uh, they make me very good at the right of boom situation, right? Like better, probably better than anyone else on my team. But I very much rely on, I mean, we're a connect my shop. So we very much rely on processes and ticket templates and things like that to manage the left of boom pieces of this, right? Sure. We have tickets for things that you, we, RMMs are bad at patching, right? Like, you know, your RMM will patch all your windows boxes, but you also have network gear and phones and printers and all that other stuff that like most MSPs probably don't touch. And uh, we have recurring ticket templates that pop. Oh, you're muted, Chris. I lost audio from you. Now you have to edit. I don't have to edit now. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're back. I don't know what happened. It's the it's the Yeti. I must need a new mic. I need another mic. Uh, I was just gonna say it's it, it it's it, it really doesn't matter, right? Like if if you do it or you don't do it, it's a question of whether or not. Uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. My mic stopped working. It, yeah, I mean, there those are things that, right? Like, I I think that we very much use, and and we're we've gotten big enough now that we are essentially dispatched. We're a dispatch model. So for like the people that work under me, uh, they fall into that boat of their day gets painted out by the dispatcher, and they work on the network device maintenance tickets, or you know, they're they're working with customer X on trying to develop policy, or in the case of the thing you and I have been talking about, yeah. it'll be, uh, hey, I need you to do the supporting thing so that when I go in for Trustmark, we're ready to go. Like, it's all of those things that uh, line up, and on the so for my subordinates, the people that directly work directly under me, maybe not one level down, but definitely two levels down, they all live and die out of ConnectWise, right? It they all live and die out of tactical, right? Like they literally, everything that they have is assigned to do this thing. And you just yes. keep going through the things until you don't have any more things. And then you ask for more things. 
Yes, a hundred percent. Usually, don't get to the point of asking for more things because our dispatcher knows plenty. she's running out of things and she just assigns more things to you. She's I got off you this yeah. week, so it's yeah. like chaos because <laughs> uh, these guys now have to self dispatch and they're just not uh, they're just not used to doing that. So, yeah. So at that level, we do that. Write a boom, oh, man. That's tougher. It's uh... you. You can't be strategic when right of boom takes place. You have to be strategic in how you're going to address if right of boom occurs. Yeah, correct. Which is hard. Is true, but there are things that you need to do right. Like increasingly, uh, and this is I don't know maturity on my part or less stupidity on my part. I am very much cognizant of uh, risk profiles and things like chain of custody and evidence collection and, you know, making sure like, Hey, let's a lot of incidents. We, when we declare an incident, right. And we have a couple of months and a lot of them turn out to be false. Uh, but when we declare an incident, that incident gets a Slack channel and we tell everyone that all the conversations for that incident happen in that Slack channel. And we move the conversation there because then I get time stamped evidence of what happened. Sure. If there is stuff we, we need to talk about that I don't want to be discoverable, I'll spin up a signal group. <laughs> we'll set one or we'll set day or week disappearing messages on it. And those conversations happen there. Right. And the, the thought and the idea there is that, uh, now I have a good timeline of the things that happened because one of the things that I find out of this is it's very easy, especially for somebody like me to just go in and fix the problem. Right. Like, but the, after the event, there's a bunch of other work, like the, the event and, and immediate recovery from the event is just the first 20 or 30% of the actual work. Right. The 70% is on the back end when lawyers and insurance companies and people need paid back and like all that other stuff comes in. It used to be the case that you could just smash through that 20, 30%. No one was filing with insurance. Everything yeah. went, life went on and everyone was happy. Right. But those days are if they're not completely behind us, they're very so soon to be completely behind us. So the uh, the chain of custody and all of the evidence collection and documentation of what you actually did is very important. So so going back to the uh, initial LinkedIn post about what's in your to-do and what's on your schedule, I mean, is not that exercise play very much into this? Because the reality is if you can't pinpoint when, you don't have evidence to support the task completion. We're right back to this doesn't hold up very well when someone asks for proof. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're building a program and it's now done. Well, yeah, obviously that you, you did at some point do that. The problem is uh, I can't confirm the timeline. So like, were you, where were you between the hours of 10 PM and 2 AM? I was working on the program. Uh, we showed that the program didn't get done until the following, you know, Thursday. Like, so um, that's not holding up. So this kind of goes hand in hand with that. Like if you're in right of boom, everything has to be tracked. And yet if you're not in the habit of doing something as simple as writing down what you have to do or the tasks that you have to complete, how are you going to do that when you're in a right of boom situation? Yeah. Uh, some of that comes down to uh, the stuff you do left to boom is which I think you're driving at, right? It's like we yeah. have, we for internally, we have an instant response plan for us. Uh, we develop them for clients too. The ones for clients in many cases don't end up as being as detailed as the ones sure. that we have, right? But it's like, 
we do, <clears throat> I want to know in any event, it doesn't have to be cyber. It could be tornado. It could be fire. It could be flood. It could be cyber. Yeah. Like what are my order of operations? What can right. you not live without? Like what systems are required to do payroll? What systems are required for basic business functionality? So we start developing things like uh, bucketing systems into three levels of criticality, like immediately yeah. needed, like very nice to have and can wait till whenever. Right. And, yeah. And I need my ghost powder, my Red Bull. Like, yeah. 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 You, you need, it, it, in all else fails in a business, when you have an event, the most important thing in the end, it comes down to, can you run payroll? Right. Right. Because if you can't run payroll and you can't pay people, you will very quickly find you don't have any people and nothing else matters. Right. So right. It, it's things like that. Right. It's like, you know, if you're, if you're a manufacturing company and you, and you require, you know, the HMIs and the PLCs to be able to produce your widgets, you better be able to get those like those are pretty critical right there's right. no business without so it's it's things like that and uh, at the same time right it's like we also record in those documents like what the procedure are is to declare an incident and then we use a tracking form internally i think it came to me off of one of the comptia calls it was it may have been the ERT uh we somebody shared one that i think it was Justin the tech rug guy shared one that he uses uh, and we adopted it, it and it's a, uh, I have it in Cognito's form and it's got like all the information about the incident. And then it kind of pokes people for the types of things we need to collect and sure. right. Like evidence of, uh, like an exigence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, exigence, exigence turns that form into a platform, right? Like sure. We're internally, uh, we're still internally using a form to do it, but exigence is an awesome platform for that. Uh, but it, also includes things like, you know, documenting what initial access is, right? So that you're yeah. sure that you actually have it because I have seen multiple, multiple times and we've, we've had customers uh, that'll come in for just like a one hour prepaid booking. Like that's the thing you can buy on uh, Lawrence system site and they've had an incident and they want us to help restore backups. And so we caution them every time we're like, you need to make sure you got the guy before you go restoring backups and right. more than once they like, then you oh, no, keep we going got further it. back. Oh yeah, we got it. We got it. We got it. We restore backups and then the threat actors come back in. They're still in the system. They wipe it and they wipe the backups now. So now you're yeah. totally screwed. Yeah. Uh so it, you know, all of those things matter very much. And we record in our incident response plans, you know, what and the incident tracking forms, what those expectations are as far as the high-level tasks that need to be completed. And then it's very free form. Like we we will create a ticket for the incident, but like a lot of that discussion happens in real time in Slack in the incident channel so that like, I'll know, okay, I did this, right? And I don't need to write up a huge policy or paragraphs of information about the fact that I did X. The fact that I did X is noted in the chat and that that alone is we're, is we're in the post-incidents world and we're, you know, basically creating a report for it. We can go back and look at that timeline and then, the I did X is usually enough to jog memories to say, okay, well now I can go back and provide a little more color and context on what that yeah. was. Got it. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's funny. I, I really, I struggle with my to do's and it really wasn't the point of why we should have this conversation. It was more of like thinking about the fact that if I don't do a good job, keeping track of the things I'm responsible for, how am I ever going to do a good job of tracking the things that impact others that I'm also responsible for if I don't have good habits in place? And, and I think to your point, 
when you have others that help facilitate you know jason it's time for you to execute because it's your number's been pulled and it's your turn to you know take over the controls well that's a whole lot different than having to be more of that strategic on your own um and and i think this 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 probably resonates with a lot of the smaller msps that subscribe to this is like well i am the person well, now, now your to-do lists and the things that you are putting on your calendar, the things that you're having to keep track of, the the way you use an incident tracker or otherwise, these are all building blocks. And if you don't start with some of the easier items, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but like I, I can do these to-dos all day long, even if I never fill them out, right? Like even if I never hit completion. But when it comes to something else happening and I don't have this ha- habit in place, I'm just working from one thing to the next as it yep. gets put in front of my face. Uh, I will, I will give a a piece of advice, uh, which is we are we're not a small company. I mean, I'm 25 employees hiring. Well, 25 and a half. So I have part time bookkeeper hiring my 26 right now, right? And uh, seven years ago, I'm thinking back, eh, probably. No, probably six years ago, back when Pokemon Go first came out and was like the hot craze, right? We were busy and bigger, but I probably had more bodies than I did work in many cases because it was more of a traditional consulting model. So it was real fits and spurts. And the biggest single regret I have now is that I took the mindset of we'll invent that process when we need it or we'll, uh, we'll, improve the discipline around that stuff when we get there. And I wasted so much time that could have been used to build those building blocks back then. And what happens is something, some event takes place and you suddenly get a lot more work and now you're super busy and you are too busy to develop those processes and you really, really need them. And it goes back to, you know, my planner, you know, when I don't use my planner is when my day is so busy that it's I could benefit the most from the plan, yeah. but I don't use it because the mental head trash of, oh, I'm too busy to, to spend the 20 minutes at the beginning of the day to fill it out. When is if I did and I had the discipline to do it, it would have made the day better. So don't defer that work, right? Like go through and start putting those processes in place, even if it seems like a waste of time now, because yeah. if you're successful, you will 100% require them later. So, so, uh, just to ask just to ask a question because I know this is how I sometimes will look at either the day that is coming or in retrospect of the day. And if I have a full calendar, which often you know I have a couple of days a week that are usually pretty full with meetings, I'm like, man, I did a lot today. I might have done very little that day, but oh, I've yeah. defined my yeah, you know, productivity by the number of meetings I attended. Um you know, which goes back to because those are things that I'm trying to associate as tasks. Yeah, I I don't, I can't. I actually view the days that I'm meeting up as m- like my least useful days because of gotcha. my brain. The other work is still the work. When the reality of it is, is I live and more in your world now that the work is the meetings. Right. Uh. So yeah, it's uh, it's tough. It's that's definitely a tough mental headspace. I think either direction. Right. That, because I'm also meeting up a lot and I decline a lot of meetings because of it. Uh, but there are many days, especially Fridays for some reason, like every company in the world seems to use Friday as their, uh, uh, as their advisory call day or yeah. meeting day. I think I have 
Thursday afternoons and Friday afternoons. Yeah. 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 It's bad. So my Fridays are usually shot. I usually work from home on Fridays because of that. It's like, I'm just going to sit in meetings all day. Anyway, sometimes I'll be at home. Yeah. It's funny. So I had a couple thoughts that came to mind for me. So if anybody that uses like the, I forget what it's called. It's in 365. It's like, uh, it manages like how you use time and it looks at optimization for areas where you can like block out so you can focus on different things. Yeah. So like I have a focus time yep. that happens in the morning. And what I have found is that for the most part, I've gotten pretty good at using focus time for like checking on, you know, what's new in cybersecurity, some things like that. But I also have found that if someone needs to book time with me, I'm willing to give that up. And I, and I was yep. thinking about that uh, yesterday after reading your thing. And I'm like, hmm, that, I should be a whole lot more reserved about that ever being infringed upon because, man, my day is set based on how well I use focus time. So yeah. I, I guess my word of advice to people would be like, take the time, whether it's before your day starts. Like, I I, I know people are like, well, I'm not going mean, to, if I'm not getting paid, I'm not going to start until eight, whatever, fill in the blank time. It's like, yeah, but like, what about you? Yeah. How do you get into the headspace that you need to be in for whatever it is, going home or going to work? And taking the five to 10 minutes to go, all right, looking ahead, this is what I got to get done today. And and being specific or that, yep. like, yeah. um, this isn't necessarily about the work you're going to do. It's about you being in the headspace to do, yep. to be successful in your job. Yeah. If you read like uh, David Allen's getting things done, right? Like he advocates, you know, next action and all that things. And one of the things I've read a lot of people do is, you know, one of the things he advocates is getting it out of your brain onto paper because then you don't just the cognitive load of constantly, you know, refreshing it. Thinking yeah. memory like RAM in a computer, it needs constant cognitive refreshing and that takes cycles, right? So you put it into permanent storage, you move it to your hard drive, like your brain, right, right. and then you don't have to constantly refresh in your brain anymore. Right, right. Uh, if you can do that the night before, then you sleep better because you're not constantly refreshing it at night or thinking about it or, you know, like, what do like I have that. to do? What do I have to do? I should just go yeah. back to the office. Yep. Because work from home really violates that model, right? Like you you're not like yeah checking it at the door, but if you're not ready for the next day, then your brain is still at work even though you yes. are not. Yeah, a hundred percent. So that's another piece of advice too, is you know, just get that stuff onto paper, get it or it doesn't have to be paper, it could be whatever digital planner you're is. I think we should just say it needs to be on something paper like. Yeah, that's fine. I can do I can do it. Some people do fine with the digital. I take notes by hand a lot of times and I literally never ever read them or refer back yeah. to them, but just the, the commitment, of, the exercise yeah, the act of writing it down means one, I can't, I have to pay attention. That's the biggest thing. You can't, no one multitasks. It's bullshit. That's how yeah. I swore on your thing. I, I think I made it this far without swearing. Yeah, you did a good job. Uh, uh, no one, no one multitasks. So I think I can multitask, but I'm not. And I find myself having to ask people to repeat themselves. If I'm taking notes on paper, I cannot. I can't be over here reading Slack or over here looking no. at my calendar. Or no. over here. I have to be focused on That's like, when your pen wanders and it looks like a bad EKG. Yeah. So yeah. it's funny you say that. So I would say the person, if I was to ever like, who's the model that you would use for note taking? I would... I would immediately say that would be uh, Alex Spiegel. Like if you've ever seen her take notes oh, I have and not. with, with, with the color coding and like the multicolored pens and like, we're talking like in a, in a category, yeah. like I would need a legend yeah. to look at every 15 minutes. Like, is this where I use the purple pen? Like I would struggle. But what I have found is that if, 
I ever need anything that I've been in a meeting with Alex, she can get it. And it's there in like two seconds. Like, oh, yeah. hold on. I have that right here. It's in binder B and call. Yeah. Like it's, I have the answer. I, and it's there right away. So um, I, yeah, I do not have that ability. I do not. I, maybe we should see if Alex can uh, do a workshop at a, at a CompTIA event on how to, how to manage uh, tasks and, and, and the, the notes for action items, uh, Maybe that's what I need for our working group is someone to take better notes than me. Um, no, I think we're doing all right there. So uh, any any last things, Jason, that you'd like to share with uh, the audience? I mean, I think this is really good. Like we tied uh, the ability to manage our own to-dos as a, a model for how we handle things left and right of boom. Do something and stick with it for 21 days before you decide it's not working because it takes 21 days on average to form a habit. So if you, if you don't stick with it for that long, you don't know whether it's not, it's actually working. So don't, don't take a really fragmented approach to trying something for three days. It's not working. Try something else for three days, pick something and stick with it for three weeks and then, and then assess it. Well, and, and just think about your cost per day, right? So the Panda planner, yeah. what was that like 30 bucks? So 21 days, yeah. I mean, you do the math It's a couple day, dollars yeah. a day. Yeah. It's not even that because it's 90 days worth of planner, right? So, well, no, I'm just saying if you're only committing to yeah. 21 days. Yeah, that is true. That is true. You're, you're Like this isn't a significant cost if yeah, you're committing to 21 days of the exercise. Yep. I love it. Uh, Jason, I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate all your work with what we do over at CompTIA. For those of you listening, uh, this has been an episode of MSP 1337. Thanks and have a great week.